It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Off The Leash. Trent Masonelda with you on a Wednesday morning. Joined as I am each and every week from the gurus from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Morning team. Good morning. Morning Trent. What a busy week it has been and we've got plenty to look forward to as well with the Tab tab Melbourne Cup heats on Friday night. Let's look back first and uh, talk about the shootout. A tremendous win by Orson Allen and this is how he did it. Racing. Orson Allen came out running with Morris Minor and Orson Allen's going to cross and lead out of the straight. Over Morris Minor for they'd buy She's Gifted and Aston Camato, the tail ender. Out of the straight, Orson Allen leads the shootout field and turns down the back about three lengths in front now to Morris Minor for they'd buy She's Gifted. Five lengths away, Aston Camato's got a lot to make up. Orson Allen in the shootout, two and a half in front. Morris Minor comes to the outside now. Orson Allen leads, Morris Minor late. Orson Allen kicking on the rail. Orson Allen goes all the way. Orson Allen wins the shootout brilliantly from Morris Minor, she's gifted, and Aston Cometo didn't pick up at all. 29-19, the run in the shootout. Well, Andrew, the money came late for Orson Allen, and he got the job done, and great to see Corey Grenfell with a feature race win. Yeah, first feature win for Corey, 24 years of age, doing a terrific job with Orson Allen, and another greyhound, he's got Dinah Chancer, but Orson Allen, just phenomenal. He showed just terrific zip going into the first band and burned off Morris Minor from Queensland, who ran a gutsy second. She's gifted was third. And Aston Kometo fourth. But yeah, $3.20 at one stage. Orson Allen in the lead up to the shootout. Back pretty heavily late into $2.50 equal favouritism with Aston Kometo who drifted out. Who was, I think she, he was odds on actually at one point. So uh, the punters are coming through with the goods there. And that's uh, six shootouts in a row where uh, a greyhound has led all the way. Yeah, it was a, a very smart win there. And uh, Molly, it was a very quick time, 29-19. But... It wasn't the quickest time of the night. Tell us about the run of Baruga Brett. This was phenomenal. It was absolutely amazing. He clocked 4.99 early and his overall time was at 29.078. It was actually the fastest time run at Sandown in almost 12 months. And after reading the article that um, the boys at Sandown had up on their website, Brooke kind of credited it to um, having him run over the 600 and stepping back over to the 500, I think, it gives dogs so much confidence when they're able to to race over 600, drop back to 500 and lead a field like that. And um, I think he just proved how fast he is. Yeah, that was a phenomenal performance. Baruga Brett will be lining up in the Tab Melbourne Cup heats at Sandown Park on Friday night. And the fields were drawn yesterday. And this is just class with a capital C. We've got eight heats of the most prestigious race in Australia. Let's uh, cherry-pick some of them now, starting with Heat 1, guys. And in the first heat, pretty open affair. You've got uh, Deliver drawn box number 7. You've got Aston Duke in there. Notorious Mac from WA has drawn the red. Uh, This is a pretty open uh, race, I would have thought, Andrew. It is, yeah. And there's also the classy Hecton Bale. We can't forget him. He won the Australian Cup earlier this year. So who knows? Maybe he'll go uh, back to, well, not back to back, but Slurry's second group one. And Molly, the second heat, race number four on the card. You've got uh, your favourite from the WA Western Augie drawing the red here. Shadale, whose uh, model of consistency, just finding it hard to break through, drawing box three. Dinah Hunter in box four. Aston Kometo can uh, Aston Kometo rebound after that disappointing run in the shootout. Another strong field, as you would expect here, Molly. Yeah, it sure is. Look, 
you, you'd like to think that Aston Kometo can kind of pick his confidence, or uh, pick himself up after his run in the shootout. But um, Wesley Augie, like you said, I think it, it's hard to go past a dog. A uh, past a dog like that is obviously won the nationals, but um, Dinah Hunter too scratched from the Geelong Cup. So I know that um, the Collins have a really high opinion of this dog. So it'll be really interesting to see what he does in this one. Plenty of talent in race number five, the third heat of the Melbourne Cup, and I'll come back to you, Molly, here because I know you're a favourite of the red here, Hasten Slowly. I am. I think there's no secret. I'm a huge fan of Hasten Slowly. Drawn ideally in box one. He's got Maradema on his outside, but look, I really think box one for this dog in any field gives gives him a huge, huge chance. One of the stars on the scene at the moment is Mystic Wright from New South Wales from Jody for Jody and Peter Lagogiani and drawn box seven in heat number four here, Andrew. Yeah, and got a picket fence form line as well. Won her past five and loves outside draws, so box seven will suit her down to the ground. I think she won the million-dollar chase from box seven, so might be an omen there. Absolutely flying his mystic ride at the moment. So too is Black Opium. This is one of the rising stars of greyhound racing. Could be anything, this dog. Kept her unbeaten record intact with a win last week. She is in heat number five here, race number seven on the card for Shona Thompson's. Drawn box six, but uh, plenty of... Uh, good opposition here. You've got Wally and John off the red who won the other night. Dinah Fabrice. Uphill Jill, the old girl still going around. Probably last campaign. This is going to be a cracker, Molly. Yes. No, look, I'm really, really excited to see how this heat turned out. I'm so glad the Thompsons decided to make Fantastic. the decision to put this dog in, Black Opium, in. And I know Connections, Bill and Serge Bocelli will be very excited to see her compete on one of the biggest stages in Greyhound racing. Trooper Manelli drawn box three there and Blackjack Neo. Some of the other big names in that. Zipping Monty as well. There's just uh, class all around these fields, as we mentioned uh, off the top here. Heat number six, race eight on the card here. And the two big guns will go up against each other here. Two of the favourites in the whole series. Miss Splendor Miro down from New South Wales for David Gill. Absolutely flying one as uh, she pleased the other night at Sandown. And poked the bear with an off the back of an enormous win in the shootout. Uh, Monday week ago for Shonen Thompson's drawn box four. It doesn't really seem to be bothering Poke the Bear at the moment, getting all these middle box draws, but uh, just getting the job done, Andrew. Oh, he can do it from anywhere. He can, well, I wouldn't say probably lead, but he can certainly win from just about any position, this greyhound, the way he's going at the moment. And Miss Splendomero, well, she is just a few runs into uh, her campaign with her new trainer, David Gill, and going pretty well, one of past couple, so off the red box looks very hard to beat. We move down to race number 11, the penultimate race on the card, which is heat number seven, and uh, plenty of talent here. Pretty open affair here. Morris Minor will be well fancied after his good run in the shootout. He's drawn box four here for Tommy Savellis. Degani off box three. Down a little bit in form. Juniper Pearl drawn out in box seven here, Molly. Yes, look, I, th- I think it will... Oh. Morris Miner, I think after he's run in the shootout, he's going to go into this one full of confidence. But um, I, li- I like to think Fully Loaded will lead this one. It'll just um, be a matter of how far he'll lead for. Yeah, that's the question with Fully Loaded. The last uh, 100 or so, you start to get a little bit nervous. The final race, we've got Baruga Bread, as we mentioned off the top after that scintillating run last week. He's drawn box four here for Brooke Ennis, often imitated off the red Orson Allen. He's going really well. He's come up with the check here. So there's plenty of good dogs in this. Neo Cleo as well here, Andrew. Yeah, I think Orson Allen will start a short favourite here, though Trendy's uh, just a brilliant beginner, loves loves sort of near the rails, and Bruger Brett, will he be able to overcome box four? That's the real question. Neo Cleo, got to be respected as well. She's got quick times at both San Anne and the Meadows, and such a versatile greyhound who has to be respected. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Uh, do you have a fancy going into the heats on uh, Friday night? You check the markets with tab.com.au, of course, but is there anything you like at this stage, or do you want to wait until we get a little bit closer to the heats? Oh, to win the heat, one of the heats, I'd 
I think Hastings slowly will win, but I think Melbourne Cup, Shona Thompson has been so confident and I really, really respect her opinion. So I know it's a very early call, but poke the bear for me. Good stuff. Andrew? Uh, I'm going to go with Mystic Riot. I think uh, she can make it into the final from box seven and uh, anything can happen from there. I'm a big fan of uh, Miss Splendor Mira. I know she's drawn poke the bear in her heat this week, but uh, she's going really well. I'm a big fan of Miss Splendor Mira, so I'm uh, with her. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Black Opium and uh, I'd love to see her go out and win it. What a story that would be. A young dog on the rise and, uh, as I said, she could be anything. All right, guys, that's the Melbourne Cup. Let's talk about the bold trees as well because we've got some fantastic heats of the bold trees. Race one on the card, heat number one here. We've got Soda Flash off the red here for Robbie Britton. You've got Van Ann, Ebby Ripper, Dinah Weslin, Liebig Street, Blue Moon and Sweet Burbsky. Uh, Andrew, what do you make of this field? Yeah, pretty even sort of a field. There's not the standouts in this series with Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam, of course, on the sidelines. But, gee, I'll tell you what. Epi Ripper's racing pretty well, and I know she's been around for a long time, but uh, made a lot of Group 1 finals, and she might just sneak through to another one here. She's it'd... due a win. She's knocking on the door. She just can't crack it for that elusive win at the moment. Yeah, no. look, and it'd be rude for me not to mention Dinah Weslin, too, all the way over from New Zealand. Craig Roberts is the trainer, and he's, he picked this race very early on, on this do- in this dog's career. She's had limited starts over the staying distance, so it's going to be really interesting to see how she stacks up um, on, like I said, the biggest stage in Greyhound racing. Yeah, good luck to them coming across from New Zealand. The second, hey, we've got Kanzan off the red here from New South Wales. Billy's Bake, who's a little bit out of form, and White Sox Ethics is going really well here, Molly. Yes, and look, I really like Dinah Chancer in this one too. Billy's Bake, it'd be great to see. We can pretty much call him a veteran now, bred by James Vandermar, and um, it'd be great to see Billy's Bake get over the line in this one. Race nine is the third heat, and uh, Apex within is absolutely flying. Got the picket fence, but Poco Dorado, in the absence of the two stars from the Britain Kennels, probably been the preeminent stayer, Andrew. Yeah, well, was that was the favourite in the, uh, what race was it? It was the Top Gun Stayers. Yeah. Didn't quite get the job done there, but prior to that was in exceptional form, won the Sydney Cup. So, yeah, just uh, having another crack here in Melbourne, and uh, I think we might see the best of this greyhound here. And another strong heat to finish with here, the fourth heat, race number 10 on the card, and Black Impala off that impressive, somewhat of a surprise win uh, at uh, the Meadows on Monday week ago in the Group 1 Hume Cup. Is going to be well fancy, well fancy, but you've got Rockstar Patriot off the red from New South Wales, Beckham, Zickman Kelly, Equilibrium, Midnight Mystery, and Gateway to Eden as well. It's another strong field here, Molly. Yeah, it sure is. And look, Equilibrium's got a vacant box and it's outside, so you think that's going to um, hopefully we might give him a bit of confidence with that space. But um, we all know he likes to find himself a little bit, a little bit far back in the field. But um, we'll see how this one pans out on Friday night. Make sure you tune in to the action. If you can't get to Sandown Park on Friday night, and I encourage you to do so. If you can, make sure you tune in to RSN 927. It is going to be an absolute ripper. The first of 12 brilliant races goes at seven minutes after seven Melbourne time. All right, guys, let's move on. And we're going to talk about the ready to race now and Greyhound Racing's ready to race. Greyhound sales will take place in Bendigo this weekend. It's always an exciting time for anyone wanting to purchase a Greyhound, Andrew. That's right, Trent. So 17 heats of the ready to race sales were run last Monday. There was up to four dogs in each heat and over 50 Greyhounds who are going to go to auction this Saturday. There'll be a series of finals run before that, though, so they go from four-dog fields into six-dog fields, so we get to see how these greyhounds perform in a bit larger field. Should be very interesting. And the um, the finals kick off in the morning with uh, the auction to take place at around about 1.30, I believe, on Saturday afternoon. But most importantly, people wanting to buy or bid for a greyhound have to be at Bendigo on Saturday, so make sure you get along if you are interested. 
And, of course, the replays of last Monday's heats are available online now at readytoracegovernorgau There'll be plenty of bargains come out of this series, no doubt. And, Molly, actually, speaking of bargains, you've got some inside mail. Yes, um, the Bendigo Greyhound Racing Association club manager, Troy Harley, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago to talk about the Ready to Race series. I spoke to him following the heats, and he said there's no absolute standouts in this year's heats, but he believes that there is more depth in this series than ever before. Now, Troy was flicking me through some statistics which were absolutely amazing, and he just wanted to kind of showcase what he meant by depth, and I picked out one of these statistics. So he kind of measures depth on whether a greyhound can break the 24.50 second mark. Now, dogs to break um, 24.50 in over the past couple of years, to put it in perspective, in 2016, there were 156 greyhounds nominated. 36 of those broke 24.50. So that's 23%. In 2017, 34 out of 98 broke 24.50, which is 34%. And this year... 31 out of 56 greyhounds, that's 56%, broke 24.50. And I think that is a, a huge testament to the class and the depth that are in these. But, like, Troy, I suppose, really liked a handful of greyhounds in this series, but he did like a litter that the Dapron family bought to the auctions, which includes six pups out of Mybro Fabio and Grand Illusion. Now, four out of the six won their ready-to-race heats including two standouts, which was a greyhound by the name of Ash, who was lot number five. He won his heat in a time of 24.10. And Chilling, which is lot 68 and won in 24.08. Troy also mentioned he liked Des Dooley's Levi, who's lot 55. He believed he mustered well to win his heat in 24.20. But Troy's dog to watch, which really, really interests me, is a greyhound by the name of Pipes. She's lot 21. She's a Barshabelle, fantastic blue female. And he thinks she's really going to improve in the final. After a messy heat, there was a bit of collision. The dogs couldn't really pass each other. so And she ended up winning, I think it was, by the, the longest winning margin in these heats. I think it was about 4.75 lengths. Um now, like Andrew mentioned before, all fit greyhounds will compete in the finals, which will be run on Saturday, the seventeenth of November. The race will begin. The races will begin at eleven fifty, eleven fifteen, I should say, in the morning, with the auction commencing on track at one thirty p.m. And for more information on the twenty eighteen Ready to Race series, including replays of all the heats in the Greyhound catalogue, head to their website, Ready to Race with a two there, grv.org.au, ready to race, grv.org.au. Another big event coming up is at the Meadows this Sunday, guys. We've got the Greyhound Community Day, a celebration of the Greyhound breed. GRV are putting on another free Greyhound Community Day, and uh, this is a day filled with uh, dog-friendly activities and plenty more, Molly. It sure is. Now, there'll be kids' activities, barbecue, food trucks, stands. There's absolutely everything you can want from a free day out. I really, really love um, spending times at these days. I usually am trackside hosting walks um, to talk people through what's involved in racing a greyhound. Unfortunately, I can't make it this Sunday as we've got Melbourne Cup commitments with the box draw being done at Sandown but the day begins at 11am and runs until 3pm. There is also an adoption segment from 1pm onwards. Registrations for this Greyhound Community Day are of course essential but don't forget it is free. Also I want to mention it's not just a day for greyhounds, it's for all breeds. It's a question we get all the time. We just want to celebrate all things dogs but especially greyhounds I suppose. 
And you can go to jap, uh, jap, gap.grv.org.au to register for that. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Right, Andrew, let's talk about the National Greyhound Draft now. And we spoke to Greg Miller last week, and today's an important day with the closing of the expressions of interest. It is. So there's going to be a, a group of team leaders running these uh, syndicates, I suppose you could call them, or teams for the National Greyhound Draft, which, by the way, is just about the most exciting thing in greyhound <laughs> racing in history. But, um, yeah, big day today. So uh, I believe uh, that submissions close for the team leaders. So if you are a successful trainer or owner, make sure you visit the website greyhoundss.com.au to find out more about this concept and whether you want to be involved. It'll be very, very satisfying, very worthwhile and going to make a lot of people very happy. And the draft takes place, of course, on Sunday, December 16. And this will uh, obviously revolutionise Greyhound Racing forever. Find out more at that website you just mentioned. Let's talk about the City of Casey Tricodes meeting now, Molly. And the Three Codes, Thoroughbred Harness and Greyhounds will join forces for their annual Tricode meeting on the 19th of November, a Saturday. They sure will. The Cranbourne Turf Club will host this event. There'll be 23 races run in the one night at the Cranbourne Turf Club, seven thoroughbred races, eight greyhound races and eight harness races. It's a night of feature racing for the Cranbourne Cranbourne Greyhounds, I should say. The 699-metre President's Cup will feature the card at $7,000 to the winner. It's for the best eight greyhounds nominated. There's also the the, um, Casey Sprint, which which is run over the 311, that's $5,000 to the winner. But what I'm really interested in is the provincial plate heats. Now, with the successful dogs in those heats, they'll um, race on Melbourne Cup night for the provincial plate. Um, I believe that's worth 25000 on Melbourne Cup night. I could be wrong there. But fields for Cranbourne on Saturday night for the Greyhounds. They should come out this afternoon. All right, guys, time to chat to our special guest now. And this week, it's GRV's Deputy Chair, Peter Duncan. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Greyhound Racing's Tab Melbourne Cup Week kicks off with the heats on Friday night at Sandown Park. And joining us to talk more about it is GRV's Deputy Chair, Peter Duncan. G'day, Peter. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And these fields that came out yesterday, they are absolutely star-studded. Twelve of the best. You must be wrapped with how they've come up for Friday night. Oh, look, it's going to be fantastic. And you've got the best of the best going around. So it's just going to be awesome. And we'll see what happens after Friday night and then leading into the Cup. Now, Peter, it's Molly here. This is always an exciting time of the year uh, for the thoroughbred racing, but it's no different in the greyhound world either, is it? Uh, no, it's not. And as we know, we had the last day of the Spring Carnival on Saturday and I was there, which was fantastic. But now we get to hand, get the bat and hand over it to us for the greyhound racing um, race of all races, I think, across the world, which is the Tab Melbourne Cup. And I couldn't agree with you any more. But, Peter, what do you think makes the Tab Melbourne Cup heat a race like, a race meeting like this, I should say, so special? I just think, Molly, you know, there's eight heats featuring 64 of the best greyhound sprinters in Australia. So, you know, the winner who makes it through to the final, like this is the prestigious event of the year where everybody, I think, as a trainer of greyhounds wants to win a Melbourne Cup. And, yeah. you know, they all have to bring their A game on the night make it into the $630,000 final. And we've also obviously got the heats of um, the, the Group 1 Bold Trees for Sayers, which we run on Friday night. So the entire card for the Melbourne Cup when we race Friday week is just exceptional. 
It sure is. And I think um, Shona Thompson would agree with you there too. I read an article um, that Mick Floyd, I believe, put out saying that Shona's Melbourne Cup from last year is the only trophy she has um, up in her house, which is a huge testament to this race. But, Peter, following Friday night's heats, the momentum will really continue to build. Can you give us an insight into what else is going to be happening on Tab Melbourne Cup week? Absolutely, Molly. So on Sunday, Sandown are going to host a pleasant Sunday brunch from around 11am. And that's where we're going to do the box scores for both the Tab um, Group 1 Melbourne Cup and the Group 1 Bold Trees. And that'll be conducted on track. On track, sorry. And this will also be broadcast live on Sky Racing. So everyone needs to uh, tune into that. And we're also going to do some interviews with some of the trainers as the box score happens so that they can have a chat to us about their dogs that are being launched for the box score. And also Thursday, Peter, a big, oh, big day right. there. Yep, yep. on Thursday, we then move into the Melbourne, uh, the Tab Melbourne Cup uh, media launch, which will be at the rooftop on Crown. And that's obviously the, the day before the Melbourne Cup. And we're very fortunate to have our special guest, which is Darren Lehman, who is a former cricket coach of Australia. So I'm sure he's got some very interesting stories to tell us. <laughs> we look forward to those. Now, Peter, the Melbourne Cup night, Friday, November 23. It's always been big, but it's going to have a new look in 2018. Can you tell us a bit more? I certainly can. So it's going to be a great night for spectators. Um, It's obviously free entry, great entertainment. I think the biggest draw card, though, so get the family in the car and come along, is that one lucky person on the night will enter the draw to spin the Sandown Super Wheel, which I wish I could have a go at just quietly, (laughs) which will include... Uh, $1 million in cash prizes. And obviously over the cup night, um, there's a $1 million in prize money distributed through the whole entire night, which is just awesome. And like I, I just want to keep going on about it, but this is the preeminent race in Australia. I think that every trainer aspires to. Eight feature races on that night, which is just That's phenomenal. Nice. Go to superdogs.com.au to find out more. Now, Peter, before we let you go... I know the fields haven't been out too long, but do you have an early tip for the listeners for the Melbourne Cup or maybe just a few greyhounds they should keep an eye out for on Friday night? Oh, you know what it is, these um, big Group 1 races, anything can happen on the night because you are looking at the best of the best going around and it's so exciting. So it's almost like, oh, you hold your breath when they jump in the box. But I really think, you know, poke the bear, like this is an awesome dog. It's won nine of its um, last... 12, including the Group 1 Tab Top Gun, the Group 3 Ariton Silver Bullet. Then we've got Orson Allen. Like, wasn't he absolutely sensational as a shootout last Thursday right. night? And he's up against an elite field. Black Opium, 6-6. Six and six. I mean, oh, my God, from the Thompson uh, Racing Camp. And then, you know, I just think we've got a flag. Baruga Brett, who just absolutely smoked them around Sandown Park last Thursday in 29.08 seconds. I mean, that is just absolutely flying and smoking the field. Unbelievable. Uh, Well said, Peter. Your uh, passion for the sport really shines in uh, when you talk. So thanks so much for joining us this morning on Off the Leash and all the best for Friday and, uh, of course, the big one Friday week. Thanks, guys. And, like, you know, Greyhound Racing Victoria, we are back and and I'm so proud of this sport and everybody involved. And I just wish all the connections and the trainers all the best through the Heats and the Melbourne Cup on Friday week. Amen. Good on you, Peter. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Great to catch up with Peter there. Let's move on and talk about the Watchdog service. And Andrew, how did the Watchdog perform over the past week? Oh, another big week, Trent. Six out of 12 at Ballarat on Monday. At Hillsville on Sunday, he picked seven out of 12. 
And another big, long price winner at San Anne on Sunday was Real Hot Attitude, paying $4.80. So for all your free form guides for every Victorian Greyhound race meeting, simply Google the Watchdog. Litter of the week time, Molly. Who is it this week? Uh, Fernando Bale Aeroplane Indy. Now, George Daly bred this litter. Aeroplane Indy is a daughter of Casey and all Aeroplane Cindy. Now, I thought I was going to get mixed around with those ones, but I managed to get through. We spoke about Casey and all and how prominent he's becoming as a sire, so I think um, it was really fitting, I suppose, to mention this Aeroplane Indy litter. Now, Aeroplane Indy had 25 starts for six wins and 12 minor placings. She raced in grade five and free-for-all company at the Meadows and Sandown, clocking 29.60 seconds at Sandown and 30 um, 30 seconds point two at the Meadows. She's got nice early, well, she had nice early speed when she was racing and, um, she was able to create, create room, I suppose, and run out the 500 well. Her Fernando Bale is her first litter. She unfortunately only had two pups, both female. So George tells me he isn't going to sell any of this litter. But for all of the latest Victorian litters and contact information, you can look in your latest edition of the Greyhound Monthly. You mentioned KC and all there is a bit of a sire on fire. He's the sire of Orson Allen, isn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong. Ooh, I think question. so. We'll go with yes. Let's just go he, with yes. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> he is the sire of Strike a lot. I do know that. <laughs> uh, Gap Dog of the Week time. Uh, Molly, what do you got for us? I've got a greyhound by the name of LeBron. He's a three-year-old black male, and he raced under the name That James Boy. He had two starts, but unfortunately didn't, didn't run in the prize money. The Gap Girls do tell me that when he isn't shooting hoops or running the track, <laughs> he's lounging around Gap, patiently waiting for his family to adopt him. But just by looking at his photo, which is on the Gap website, you can tell he has it all. He's got the looks and the glam, plus the girls tell me (laughs) he has the personality to match. Uh, he, the girls do believe he would like a home with another canine buddy or kids over the age of five. So if you think you've got room for this former athlete, LeBron, in your home, contact GAP through their website, which is gap.grv.org.au. But, Andrew, before we go, I believe you have some information about our next Greyhound Adoption Day. I do, Molly. It's going to be up at Shepparton in the next one. It's not far away, December 2, so that's on a Sunday. It's the first Adoption Day for the region, it'll be run from 11am to 1pm. So uh, to register for this event, which is what you need to do, simply go to the Greyhound Adoption Program website. That's gap.grv.org.au. And these adoption days, they used to be held sort of every six to eight weeks. Now it seems like it's every three or four weeks. And we're always rehoming at least 20 greyhounds. So... Um, sometimes as many as 70, which is just amazing how popular these dogs are. It sure is. And I think what a gra- you know another great thing about these adoption days too is that it's not just a day to adopt greyhounds. It's a day uh, about information on the breed and yep. anyone that has any questions or they just want to meet some of these dogs and see how they go in an environment like this. It, they are the best days to come along to and just ask and, and talk. Anyone with a greyhound is they just... They sell them themselves. They're they're our best form of advertising. Yep, absolutely. We'll finish on that note. Well said, Molly. Guys, thanks for coming in. Enjoy uh, Melbourne Cup heat night on Friday night. Can't wait. Thank you. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.